It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones in, listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 105. We got time of the Purple Pants podcast. I serve as your humble and also oh gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. How is everyone doing? What y'all been up to? I hope everyone has been great. Enjoying the last little bit, little, little, little bit of summer that we got left. So I hope that you are spending time with your family. I'm hoping you taking a vacation. Hope you get to the shore. Hope you spend time with your family. Hope you have some me time, okay? Because that's the most important time of it all. It's the me time. What you do to unwind, baby, get that box wine. You know, take a bath, read a book, okay? Just shut yourself in a closet and just be by yourself. You got to do what you got to do. If this is your first time listening to the Purple Pants Podcast, welcome. What's up to my Purple Pants posse? Please make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcast from hit that subscribe button write a review give your baby boy some five stars Woo, baby boy been on the giz go i was gonna say giz not go but the giz go <laughs> how about we just say on the go okay i had a really great weekend over the weekend me and some friends took a road trip to washington dc it was really fun because i really got to spend some time with my some of my newer friends and some of my older friends and so i don't know if anyone's ever like mesh their friend groups together sometimes it can be a little nerve-wracking because you know what's that song um your friends or my i don't know what song that is i didn't <laughs> I was thinking back to like third grade. This land is your land. This land is my land. From the ocean, Florida to the New York. I, like that's what song that came into my head. But I thought it was a song that's like, your friends are my friends and my friends. I feel like I'm making that up. But you know the saying, your friends are my friends, my friends are your friends. So I really had a great time. Friends this weekend, it was really fun. Shout out to DC. We had a great time and DC. Now I wanted to share this random story with y'all on the way back from DC. I um I was like reflecting because listen, I, I ain't had to drive. I was in the, the the back seat cooling, had my shoes off, took my socks off. Baby boy was getting comfortable. And on the drive back, I had thought about something that happened to me about like a week and a half ago, uh, where I felt like, well, no, I didn't feel like, uh, where I felt as though, I even shouldn't say I felt as though, because I felt like a person tried me. And I feel like it's really relatable to a lot of people that in our lives, people try us. They like, you know, I, however you want to determine or however you define somebody trying you, it could be a microaggression. It could be somebody just filling it on your time. And while we were driving back, it like this like instance really came up and it was really like a car ride conversation. And I had to catch myself because I felt as though I keep saying I feel as though even though the person tried me, but I'm just telling my feelings and how I felt but a person had tried me 
And I was like kind of sort of like recapping the story to the car because, you know, I'm always open to opinions and different things. And as I am, um, I'm telling the story of how this person tried me. And it's not surprising because my first instinct of this person was not like the best. And, you know, they always say, go with your gut feeling, how you feel about somebody. So I was telling the story in the car and I realized as I was telling the story, um, I realized I was like tearing this person down as I was telling the story. And I bring this to the posse to say that, you know, I'm on a roll for a better Bryce. And again, as I, I even caught myself in this story process of like telling my friends about how this person tried me. And I was just curious how they would have handled it. I caught myself like tearing this person down. And I realized in mid sentence that I'm like, one, I expected this person to try me. So I shouldn't be surprised. And even if this person has tried me, I shouldn't tear them down. And in fact, I should probably, you know, build them up. And it really just in that own like randomness of a story, it really just I had uh, like an epiphany that, you know, sometimes I feel like in my life when, you know, people try me or do something that I don't feel like is positive, I automatically go into like fight mode. I go into like protect Bryce mode, okay? And you know, baby, I got time. And so I I really like in that moment, I realized like, you know, this is a defense mechanism and, and like I'm trying to get this person before they get me, even though that felt like they already tried me. And as I was like telling the story and just like maybe not saying the most flattering things about the person, I realized just literally like hearing myself, I'm like, this isn't on a road to a better Bryce. And although this person tried me, what on a road to a better Bryce would do is still give this person a flowers and still say all the amazing things. And although they tried me, I, I should have known. I should have, my spirit already told me. And it really just, I just say the story to say that even in our times of like, we feel like we're being attacked or we feel like somebody has done something negative to us. We don't have to respond with negativity. And although I didn't respond to negativity with that person, but I felt like in my spirit of me telling the story to my other friends, I felt like I was being negative about that person. And although that person had tried me, you know, they still do amazing things. And I don't want to take that person to my other friends and so I really caught myself and I really kind of just you know had to gather my own self you know told the story left all of the, the other stuff out because I had to realize like that was coming from a place of hurt and you know hurt people want to hurt other people and I don't want to hurt anybody and I you know I just wanted to ex explain my experiences and I, I literally just caught myself and so I'm bringing this to the podcast because I know a lot of people can relate to this. And so I just wanted to be, you know, honest and share that literally as I was on the road back to Philadelphia, I was literally on a road to a better price and I caught myself and what people do to us or how they treat us or how they make us feel in return. It's what we do. Do we take the higher road um, and, you know, give that person grace and say, hey, maybe they going through something else and maybe it really wasn't directed towards us. Or, you know, I already knew that this person would do something like this, so I shouldn't be surprised. And in fact, I should meet this person with love. I should meet this person with grace because my response to that person could be the blessing, could be the redirection that they needed. And so it, I really just caught myself.
And it really even had me thinking like on the ride home, I even reached out to the person and just like said something nice to them. And, you know, and I just left it at that because I really do want I'm bitch, I'm on a road to a better Bryce. And I just thought in that moment, I was just like, wow, like, look at me actually in real time growing. Because, uh, listen, I could have went in. I could be like, they feet smell. OK, they can't cook. You know, just different things of of that nature. And. I literally caught myself in the middle of it. I'm like, this isn't productive. And although this person tried you, you don't have to try them back. You are giving them the power to, and you know, and nobody has the power over me. We can put the power in ourselves. And so I just know that a lot of people can relate to that. And sometimes we have to meet negativity with positivity. We got to meet hate with love. And when I tell y'all I'm on a road to a better Bryce, I literally mean I'm on a road to a better Bryce. And so with that being said, I'm really excited about this week's episode because listen, we got time this week, okay? And so let me give you the rundown of this week's episode. We got the church announcements, okay? And on the menu this week, we have the Real Housewives of the Purple Pants herself, Jatia back, and we are breaking down the last two episodes of The Real Housewives of Potomac. So you don't want to miss it. I am also introducing a new segment. It's going to be real short this week. But, you know, if any of you guys have been following my Instagram, baby boy has been very invested, okay, in the NBA draft. You know, I've been watching a little bit more sports, you know. I just, listen, I don't remember the, the, the basketball players looking like that when I was in high school. So I've really been trying to, like, follow some sports. Y'all know I love, you know, certain sports players. So... I'm introducing a new segment called Purple Pants Play by Play, where I give y'all some of my takes on the sports. Now, don't listen. If you're looking for the real sports stats and all of that, listen, this ain't the segment for you. But if you're looking for some tea and looking to hear about some zaddies, then this might be the segment for you. We've got the freak of the week as well. So listen, buckle on up because we got time today. This week on the church announcements, I really just want to send love and prayer to the country of Haiti. We know over the weekend uh, they suffered a 7.2 magnitude earthquake and the death toll is in the thousands. At this point, structures were were crumbled. People were stuck in buildings. They can't get to hospitals. And we already know the country of Haiti has just suffered so much over the years. And I really just want to send my love and support to Haiti. Um, and you know me, I always try to donate when I can. And I have found this organization, HopeForHaiti.com. Um, I donated and I just encouraged my Purple Pants Posse, you know, anything you could do helps. And even if it's just love and prayer, I just really wanted to use this church announcements to send my love, let people know that we are thinking about them um, because yeah, it, I, 7.2, I can't even imagine. So I'm just sending my love and my prayers to the country of Haiti and all that are affected and child and talking about a possible tropical storm to the Caribbean islands. And like, I, I, I couldn't imagine suffering an earthquake and then 
a possible tropical storm. Listen, I'm just sending my prayers. Um, and you know, the little bit that I can do, I always try to make a difference. And so I just wanted to use this church announcement to just say to the people of Haiti, our hearts go out to you during your time of need. And I love and I am sending you prayers. It's a man who is a man you be potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a man you be potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week because we're we back. Time, okay. Listen, Jatia took a break, but she is back as a resident Real Housewives of the Purple Pants podcast. Let's welcome back Jatia Taylor Hart. I the- am so excited to be back. And yes, I have time. Um, Bryce, <laughs> please tell your assistant, Bianca, that I really don't appreciate her rushing me. I just <laughs> want to say that. Okay, Bianca, step off. I got time. Listen, Bianca, make sure that we get our scheduling done. Um, And if you guys are listening, Bianca is my alter ego that happens to be my assistant. Bianca, say hi. Hi. She also is over the top. She need to take a seat. She also happens to be a.k.a. Mia Thornton. Um, So (laughs) that's who Bianca is in my head. But anyway, yes, I am so excited to have Jatia back. Uh, We got a lot to unpack. And I really was excited to have you for this episode of The Last Real Housewives of Potomac because I just knew watching that you were going to be wrong. We were. I, 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 we finish each other's sentences, purple pa- uh, pants posse. And that's what he meant to say. Uh, I mean, uh, we got time today. So listen. Um, so, I mean, we really, I feel like we should pick up with Ashley. I feel like last episode, you know, she had the baby. The baby came home. Uh, Giselle came over to her house, check up on her. Uh, she, she dropped. Uh, she dropped the Wendy bomb about uh, the possible cheating rumors. Now, I also just want to make it clear that when Karen was on Wendy Williams in promotion of the show, Karen was like, and you know, when they were talking about the Wendy cheating rumors, Wendy was like, and of course we know who brought it to the, we, who brought it to the show with a lie, it's Giselle. And so I just want to be clear that what I like about Bravo and their shadiness is that like when Giselle said that, they also pulled up the blog sites they were reporting it. So it's not like Giselle just made this up out of nowhere. And but while Giselle always conveniently brings up things that are like negative about people. No, We're going to circle back to that. So anyway, she was over yeah. there talking trash about other people. I don't think that she rumors. was talking trash. I, I like conveniently, uh, conveniently pointing to things that are unflattering about the other women. How about that? Is that better? I'm going to use my professional. She was conveniently bringing up issues that were unflattering in perspective to her other castmates to deflect attention from herself. I like this shit, Tia. You're giving very much substance. Um, Uh, Oh, we're going to get to that. Let me tell you. So I I just point that out to say that it's not like it's out of thin air. And if you are on a reality show and these blogs are covering it, uh, more than likely it's Bravo. 
they gonna cover it on the show. So well, first I, of all, that air seemed pretty thin. It seemed Mount Everest thin to me, but okay, I, whatever, girl. I'm just saying, I, what you, Ashley just had a baby, but that's what you want to talk about. Okay. I mean, listen, it's uh, the Real Housewives. This is what the Housewives do. When, even while they were filming, I saw these rumors circulating. I don't care enough about Wendy that it, like, I, I was just like, oh, okay. But I, Giselle and, does. Okay. But okay. here's the okay. thing, though. And even in this episode, they acknowledge the fact that they don't don't believe that it's true but hey this isn't important but you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna bring this up right now uh, i'm listen it's the I mean, real, is that what we oh, do okay all right and if okay first of all you is not getting zen breeze oh, off no. of my tilt uh this episode because i got time so back to ashley um and her the, baby this, is adorable very much that's so. what we should be focusing on her yes. baby is adorable her friend who threw her a baby shower because they had to do something on that episode um you know came to check on the baby and spread lies and rumors you know like she I do. Guess. So I wanted to ask you because I do think like the character you are most like on the show, I feel like in some ways is Ashley, like having children back to back. Um, and I just wanted to know, like, you know, on this episode, she really talked about uh, just getting in a routine and that how like, you know, she's trying to ensure that like she's taking care of herself. Um, you know, she is a mother to her youngest son and a mother to the newest son and still being a wife. Like how, like, do you like, do you feel like that is a real depiction of what happens Hell, when you have? Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you. So I, my kids are two years apart and when I was pregnant with the second one, the first one was a toddler and running around and like, I couldn't catch her. I couldn't catch her. She'd like run under her bed. Didn't want to put her pajamas on. I, I was like, guess what? You sleeping naked tonight. Oh, because uh, I mean, you just have to let certain things go. I, I honestly feel like it's like a mommy superpower to know like what you can let go and kind of just cutting through the BS. So I hope she I hope she finds her, you know, next level of mommy superpower and adjusts. Okay. Seems like she's on a road to a better Ashley. Um, I really think that she's aware of like postpartum. She acknowledges that with her son Dean and is really like hypersensitive to that. Is fact. she eating placenta? Who eating placenta? So she did save it. I did I don't know what she's gonna do with it, whether or not she says she's gonna eat it or make tea out of it. Well, maybe that's where her superpower is gonna come from when she eat the placenta. Did you eat your placenta? Hell no, I ain't. Did you my save it? No. Oh. Okay. Now, is that a special request? Like when you're placenta? Yes, like, so- it is. It's disgusting looking. It looks like a whole stomach. Do you? Like you- a- <laughs> That's do you- what it looked like. Let me tell you, you look like a veiny stomach. That's oh. what it looked like. Do you deliver the I'll placenta? I'll send you a picture. Too? I took a picture. I, I kind of do. Some, I kind of do want to see it though. But so my question, my question to that, because you know I'm not well versed in like the cervix area. Um, like. Does the placenta come out with the baby or does no? It, it comes like- out in the push after the baby. So you have to push the placenta out. Yes, it's not a huge push. It's believe me, in comparison, it's nothing. Um, and a lot of people don't even notice what they do uh, when they do. But basically, it's like your uterus grows and grows and grows, and like the inner balloon is the placenta, 
And so basically you have to deliver it. And it's like this, it looks like, you know, has all these veins because it's oh. very blood rich. I'll send it to you. I took a picture because it was interesting to see. Um, and, you know, I'm a scientist, so I had to investigate. Yeah, come um, on with the substance. Correct. Hello. <laughs> um, and, but, you know, they look at it to see how healthy the placenta was because that's an indication of potential issues with your baby. So it's very important to see the placenta and for the doctors to inspect it. Now, it is not important, at least to me. Well, yeah, some people say it's like really rich in nutrients. Now, mind you, did you touch it? I did not, but I can imagine that it feels like a, I, no, I was not interested in touching it. Ooh, I should have uh, touched it. Damn, I should have touched it. So I guess my next question. So I'm assuming you didn't smell it either. No, but you know what? I smelt a lot of other things and I'm good. Ooh. So it was, it was a bloody organ. So I'm good. Like, see, my I'm ch- usually a big inspector though. I do like to look yeah, at stuff. I, like, like I like those ear, like if you put, Picking something, Dr. Pimple Popper, all those. I, I want to see. I get yeah, very similarly. I am not so much a toucher, even though it is, but I'm a smeller. I, I like, I, I think I've said this before, but I like to categorize smells. So oh, am I, you. I don't really have a placenta smell in my category. Like, you know, so I, um, who knows? Maybe one You time. know what's funny? I don't remember any smells like from my birth birth. I remember textures. Oh. So it's so funny because I remember like when they put my daughter on my chest, I was like, ew, because oh. <laughs> she was just, you know, they didn't clean her up. They just plop her down. I was oh. like, oh, oh, OK. All right. This is what we're doing. So last question. Did you have a uh, face? Did you have your face beat? N- no, it was uh, I mean, like it took me an hour after. So like I had a very short natural haircut. And so I brought my wig with me. Oh. And so like, so I wait, put- you plopped the wig on while you were pushing? No. After, oh. after, so like, so you know, wait, so when they put when they put they, when, they, <laughs> when they took the baby away to clean the baby up, so, I was like, beat, beat, slap, slap. Let me get take this picture, and then so did the you picture. have the wig on when they put uh, your daughter on your chest? No, it looks uh, horrible. It looks horrible. I look a hot mess. Okay, because I was going to say like, <laughs> no. put the wig on when they put the baby. <laughs> nah, that wig probably would have been shifted to the side. It'd be like Karen's wig at the barbecue oh, one time, you know. Child. Okay, okay, good to know. So. We see Ashley. Uh, we know that Candace has decided to take these ladies on a trip. Uh, they take a bus ride there. Okay, Mia says she ain't never danced on a pole. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Because a bold face. And lie. here's the thing. This is how I know Mia was lying. How number you know? one. So number one, she didn't even mm-hmm. work the pole. Like she was just, she was so seductive that I was just like, girl, so stop. Seductive. She was like a 50 cent song, huh? Girl, not 50 cent. Girl. I know. That's how old I am. Child, <laughs> tell me you old without telling me you old. Girl, not 50 cent, girl. It was a juvenile type vibe. Oh, oh God. Go ahead. Okay. Child, so you play 50 cent when, uh, like when you're pre-gaming to go out? <laughs> that's what you, that's what you, uh, that's what you pulled. No, I play juvenile and okay. hot boys. And okay. yeah. I What's like your the point? Hot boys. Baby, you got See, I went I straight want. to so seductive, you oh. know. Like the okay. intro to the candy dirt, shop. Dirt, dirt. Okay, right. Thank okay. you. Okay, all right. But I will just say that she didn't do much polling, but what she did do let me know. She know how you use she her, knew her way maker. around. Okay, she knows how. Listen, okay. I said, listen, Miss Mia. Um, so 
Interesting enough, I thought that Wendy's outfit for the look like it hurt. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I was digging toilet paper up out my butt Ooh. because I was just like Wendy. Um, and so Candace says, "Who's going to be staying in the main house?" Which is Giselle, Robin, and Miss Mia Thornton and Candace. And at the guest house is going to be Escala. Uh, Robin and Karen. How do we feel about Escala? So let me just, it's funny that you said that. Um, and so she's a bit much. Now, when I, we had Jacob on, I was telling Jacob, because you know, I love me housewives. We know that in housewife history, they will bring on like maybe two or three new people, right? Mm-hmm. And when they are filming, they won't tell the person if they're a housewife or they're going to be a friend of the show. And right. so what Ascala is giving me very much is she just knew she was going to be a housewife because it's just like the way that she inserts herself sometimes. And don't get me wrong. I love a, a new housewife that can like, but girl, know your place. Okay. We don't have time for you to like, she just is very assertive. And I don't know whether or not if it's the editing or we don't see more of the conversation, but she very much is for me. Like you're not being a friend of the show, nor are you really being a good new housewife. Like you're too assertive. You're, you're waiting for that moment. Uh yeah, it's just weird it's how just like too much, right? She's very comfortable. Like she's very like because like most people who like trying to get a, a peach or a glass of champagne or whatever the hell your thing is a diamond on the show, trying to get the icon housewife status are like very provocative. And right. she's just like very laid back and comfortable. But this is what I will say about her, which is why I say it has to be editing. I feel like there is more that we are not seeing because like you are too comfortable with these girls for us to have just met you last episode yeah and i i don't know like i thought she was wendy's like no uh robin's good girl girlfriend yeah i know but i thought she was like wendy robin's worker you know like that's why that's why she stayed (laughs) that that's why they put her at the um and <laughs> what did what was in the hat term? shop? Was yes. she in the hat shop? So that's what I didn't even understand how they were. Um, well, she introduced her. She was like, "This is my friend Scotland." And she invited her to like come to the back of Robin's mom's house or store to work on the hats. So that was just like our, that was our first introduction. But clearly, I know, so that's kind of weird. Like that ain't what I do with my friends. Like, girl, come help me out. Like, well, that's no, kinda child, weird. listen. When it's daddy calendar season, listen. I I call my girlfriend Dara and tell her to bring all her kids because listen, mm. we're gonna get these calendars out. But again, like you said, it's very unconventional. That's how we meet a housewife. But which is why I feel like there is more footage of a scala, but we just don't see it because the editors are like, you're not going to be the main housewife. Right, right. So, and also, I don't like. I don't know what she did. It does so yeah it's just like yeah they they it does seem like they told her she was going to be and now they're like Meh. right so we get the, the room assignments uh mia gets upstairs with robin and then very quickly as we're at dinner uh giselle makes a audible call to say like i want to be upstairs with you robin and then robin is like mia do you mind moving downstairs now here's the thing I didn't like how she did it. Okay, I didn't like how she did it either. However, mm-hmm. if I if I am Mia, 
And I know that Robin and Giselle are best friends. Like, I'm going to expect that. Like, that ain't, that's not like, I, like, I'm not tripping off of that. Like, for, for me, like, I just felt like, and again, I'm very objective when it comes to Giselle. Now, mind you, I didn't necessarily like it in the moment, but I understood it. Like, you want to be next to your bestie. Like, I, like, if me and you are on it the wasn't trip, the request, it was the way she asked. I mean, like, yes, because it was very off the cuff and was like, well, girl, I just want to get just out here before you go back upstairs and get get all comfortable. And I think that all all purpose, all purposely, I think Mia handled it well. However, I can see the optics and I just um, I'm like, I'm not here for like, I get it. Um Karen and Giselle don't like each other, but I'm just not here for like everything that Giselle does. Like, I just am not here for Karen's confessionals. And I really feel like it's like, sis, are you lacking a storyline this season? And and is this is your are you making it a point to be like, I'm going to ensure that Giselle is my storyline this year? Because it's like it's just giving a lot from the grand dom. Like, where's your wig line? I don't I don't feel that way. Well, first of all, she is being a mentor to uh, Zen Win. Okay, well, child, listen. Oh, and so let oh listen. What's first of all, because we didn't get to talk about this. Can we, and mind you, I've sent you the stuff via uh email, not email, or DMs, but you ain't really check it. No. Can I we didn't. talk about the bossism of Mia Thornton? So Wendy is wanting to be this, you know, she wants to go from professor to commentator and child, like here's again my here's my one shade to wendy if you are such a commentator why does bravo keep running that one clip of you basically saying anything that a 13 year old taking social studies can say but anyway i digress so wendy you want to like come up with these candles child all you got is a prototype okay so in that episode she shaded mia okay child next episode mia was selling candles okay one candle was named Karma. The other name was Boss Peach. Okay, listen. <laughs> okay, that's I didn't know that. Yes, read those DMs. That's hilarious. I, and I I love the Boss Hustle on Mia. Then child, last week Mia started selling shot glasses at like uh taking shots at Giselle and Robin for the room thing. And so I was like, yes. Now I was talking to my friend Sarah. So literally merch. I love that. Okay, for the past three weeks, Mia been selling and selling and selling. Now I love. Love it, but also a part of me is like, girl, it's a little much. But other part of me is like, let me actually show these hoes what does what a boss yes like because like I I the fact that she was able to manufacture a candle, three of them before. Wendy don't even have nothing about her home and garden line out anything like for me that's the ultimate housewife shade. I think that Mia is living her life and y'all looking aghast, honey. That's what y'all doing. So, you know, she, she, y'all running your mouth. She's running her business. Okay, listen, I'm not mad at it. You weren't here with the episode before uh, when we were talking about like the walkthrough. I really like, again, I like Mia. But when she did that walk through the chiropractor place, I'm like, girl, this is giving all show. Like nothing about her in there exuded to me that you were a boss. Like everything about it was just like placeholder or title ship for me. But that was just my little take on last week's episode uh, or two weeks ago. But so we get here, the rooms, boom, boom, boom. And um, 
Giselle and Robin are having this conversation. This is like I, maybe the first night, second night, I don't know. Um, and they're talking about the the drastic change in Zenwin. Um, uh-huh. And I uh-huh. happen to agree with a lot of what Giselle and Robin said, because especially the Zen win of last year who wanted every six seconds. She had a degree in this. She had a degree in that. She's this, this, she's a doctor. She's a professor. She were here. She a commentator. You know, everything last season was about her being, um, just wanting to be respected in this field as a black woman. And I love that Wendy. Um, and I am all here for women empowerment. I'm all here for body empowerment. Do what you want with your body, okay? Whatever it is that you want to do. What you want with my body. Ay, ay. Do what you want. Do what you want with my body. Sorry. Ay, ay. I'm all here for it. Um, however, like, I feel like if I'm on a show with you and I see this drastic change and it's not even such a drastic change on her body. It's a drastic change on her personality. Like that's a conversational piece. Like that's like, you know, like I, I was here for Robin and Giselle's their conversation. Then they brought up the possible rumors of cheating. And there are now this, is the part that I don't necessarily agree with is like, they're saying that could it be because the rumors of her husband cheating that she wouldn't got her body done. Like for me, that's a bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. so I, I don't agree with that but I do agree with everything else and I think Robin even said a very I don't know if I'm saying this is it poignant poignant point you, you had it you had it poignant 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 point yet point yet now mind you if you say poignant do you say she made a very poignant point or you saying point yet no she said what she said was poignant okay okay so right let me google hold on let me google come on listen come on google Make sure you are okay. So she but said something like very poignant or regretful. Though. Oh no, that's what poignant okay. mean. Yeah. Oh, child, I thought it meant like point. Like you know, she said something like had moving, a good point, but kind of in a sad way. Oh, okay. I don't know if I. I mean, it sounds nice, but so let me just go back to let me you know let me go back to substance, Bryce. Oh, she said something that oh, really good. for me rang true was like. If I met this Wendy now, will we have hit it off as much? And I thought that that was like a very okay, good. All right. I, I just I I I I liked when she said that because I'm like for me like although I already know you're gonna say that they hate him, but no, like there is a drastic change in Wendy. Like and not even in how she's dressing. I feel like girl, you doing the most. And again, I'm all here for your body. You get your your boobies done, you get your butt done show off. But it's like, girl, can't you show it off without showing it off though? Like So, okay, I'm gonna okay. go back. <laughs> Cause I I feel like the, this really resonates with me. Okay. You know, having um multiple degrees like uh, uh, Dr. Osefo oh, um, and being a new mother and ooh. recapturing, you know, your get it girlness. I get it. Like, and I will say that maybe she doesn't know how to dress her new body. Okay. And she doesn't know like how provocative these things are. But like, let me tell you something. She just breastfed three children and look, I'm sure she is happy to have her body to herself and it's different. I'm sure her body is different now. So I think they need to give her a little bit of grace. And I feel like they are really just kind of, 
I don't know, railroading her. I kind of felt a little. I, I, I felt a little uh, bit like I am not Team Wendy at all. But I, I kind of felt Team Wendy on this because it's like she's exploring and she's trying to figure it out. And damn, can y'all just get off of, okay. off a of, off of happy in this for so, real and just let her figure it out? But here's my thing, though. If you are amongst friends and clearly you know, she's not. <laughs> go ahead. And there is drastically like and again, I'm not talking about the physical change. OK, like I'm very happy she got her body snatched. What I like again, what I feel like Robin and Giselle were addressing is that like, girl, there is this new persona about you, how you're dressing. And again, it has nothing to do with your body. How you are dressing is different. How you are acting but that, is different. But how, how she's dressing does have to do with her body but I, but but what I'm saying is the point that I'm making is I'm not saying like oh girl you dressing and you got big boobies now like no I'm just saying like you are dressing different like I, I don't know how else to explain it better like again like if I had new like again it's show your body off do what you want to do but all I'm saying that is like there is a drastic difference in how you dress it and again, it has nothing to do with your new body. Mm, okay, I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Right, I, I, I'm telling you. Once I finished breastfeeding my second child and got, and got down to the weight that I wanted to get down to, I had no idea what to put on my body. And I went a little bit too, you know, far in one direction. And because I don't know, I don't know. Like, oh, okay, so? I'm older now. What do I wear? So, so I, do, I do think she's experimenting. Okay. And so again, to my point, your friends can't bring, like, your friends can't be like, girl, yes, your friends, those the them ain't. And I guess my thing is they ain't her friends i but guess that's, t- that's what it boils okay, down okay but for, for tv again but so i guess her tv friends can't say what's well what, ask her what's going on on tv and <laughs> so again i guess what i'm asking you to do is like take the reality television out of it and look at it from a perspective okay. of like your friends being like girl what's going on what you like you're, you're you're a little more spicy and again this is not an attack we are just bringing this to your attention as like if I, there was something with me, please bring it to my attention. And again, oh, so, you know, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. So I have a, a larger group of friends. And I guess if one of the, you know, a certain couple of people would have asked me that. It would have went one way, but then if my like frenemies, my <laughs> friends would have asked me that it would have went an, another way. So I guess it depends on whether she thinks they are coming from a place of concern in a good place or a bad place. And that is for me. Right. And here is another one of another one of the reasons. Right. And I feel like in watching it, I feel like Wendy's face was taken aback a little bit, but I also felt like when Robin was talking and like, you know, I felt like she was like getting what they were saying for me, it's Karen. Like, and again, now hear me out. I know that's your girl. You're going to ride. You're going to stick beside her. But listen, I feel like, Karen is all about getting Giselle like she wants to just get Giselle up out of here and so it's very interesting to me that Karen has decided to align herself with Wendy this year I thought it was interesting so... I thought I thought it was interesting for her to align herself with Monique and so again when then Karen interrupts and makes the statement like you don't have to explain yourself to them I can show my pupil here if I want again that like that like again playing on the fact that they brought up a sensitive subject. 
And again, if you're amongst friends, you should be able to bring up a sensitive subject. But I just felt like in that moment, Karen then capitalized on like, oh, I'm going to be mama bear and protect you to kind of like get you in my bosom because I know that then I can get you against Giselle with me. That's really okay, how I. So one of the things is, is that I have never seen like the only person that I have seen Giselle do a one in one scene with is Ashley. So it's for me. So you didn't see the first episode when she went to Candace house, I guess. Uh, oh, she did. You was, okay, you must have been trying on your new clothes. I was. Oh, okay. So, right. I, you know, I have a new closet. And, oh. um, so, anyway, I don't know. Like, she, she doesn't seem t- to me, she doesn't seem like a person who's like genuine and wants to actually make friends. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. I'm just okay. going to tell you. So, so for, for me, in that moment, I felt like, the grand dame was just keeping it real and being like, she don't care, she don't care about you, girl. She don't. She is not your friend. Uh, but I felt like it, it was. I felt like it was in in genuine and I felt like it was genuine. But I felt like Karen was like she had a motive behind it. And so let me also like again Giselle's lining of questioning. Um, and then like you know she did that with uh. Wendy. Then when Robin was saying what she was saying, uh, Giselle again, it's like Giselle is damned if she do, damned if they don't. They say Robin and Giselle's up their bosom. They say they butt buddies. They say all of this. And then Robin here, Robin is saying something again. I, I honestly don't think Giselle um, really likes any of those women except uh, for Robin. Well, right. And so so and, that I guess that's my thing. So anytime I see her talking to anybody else, I, I feel like she's just doing it to stay on the show. Ah. I, I disagree, but I felt like this episode. That's why Robin, you're wrong. <laughs> I felt like Robin brought up really good topics, and I, I felt like I'm loving the fact that Robin is using her platform to just be honest and vulnerable because it's something that I can relate to. Like you know, she said that she has seasonal affective disorder, or she feels like she has it. You know, each mm. time around this time of year, she feels a, di- a certain, certain type of way. I relate to that a thousand percent. Then you I know, really like that about Robin. Like yes. I, I feel like Robin is more genuine, way more genuine than than Giselle. Okay, so. but we're not comparing the two. But I mean, if you think that Robin, but is genuine, I am. But you could just leave with Robin, and you feel like Robin's genuine. You don't have to compare. You don't have to break a sister down by putting another sister up. Well, um, first of all, I do what I wanna. <laughs> <laughs> I got time today. Okay. Um, oh. Um, and I'd like to compare. So in comparison, like I and I, I do think that way. Um, and I was very I thought it was very poignant mm. of Robin to bring up her struggle with seasonal affective disorder and just feeling depressed. And I right. thought that was very um open of her to just really delve into some real feelings right. that were a little touchy and that people are dealing with. And even talking about the wine situation, you know, the big key is they're like, oh, they're never going to get married. And then they say, like, you know, they ask, like, do you feel like this is the reason why the wedding could be postponed? And I, again, I felt like Robin is very transparent and uh, why one of the reasons I love Robin so much and why she's one of my favorite housewives on the show. She's so relatable. Like, I really don't feel like Robin is a housewife. I feel like Robin is just like the girl next door. Um, but I do want to just go into during that exchange. And Giselle was, you know, being very frank and direct with her asking direct questions and asking like for direct responses you know then we go to Karen I mean God you know you just tearing Robin down and you'll turn on Robin who else will you turn with and see this is what I'm uh, saying about Karen is I feel like girl you have a hard one on for Giselle and in this situation I really do 
um, can relate to Giselle because like, don't get me wrong. I'm a very compassionate friend. I, I like, I have empathy. Uh, however, I like to ask questions. Sometimes the questions that I ask are, are hard questions. And sometimes it's like, I don't, I'm not going to always coddle my friends. And I like bring this back to like when I worked the suicide hotline, um, and people will call in and like, I would be, I would, always pretend like anyone that was calling the suicide hotline I would pretend like they were a friend to me like how you're a friend to me to see it and it's like you know when we talk sometimes I scream at you like what, what, what's going on you need like you know oh, I, I thought that was Bianca you scream at me too oh my god girl so I just in that moment I felt like this like Giselle is demonstrating what a real friend is like you know I don't you don't have to oh woo woo I think I'm depressed too when I had like sometimes oh, like you know they just I mean like yeah Karen wasn't she was hating Straight, right. straight and simple right and I just was like I, and again I don't like that because then it's like it turns a whole lot of viewers like oh why would she question Rob why, if she's her real friend why would she not sometimes yeah, you gotta she hit just, she was just hating I mean for right. example she and was already on that train and she was hating. She just and, kept rolling it down the track. Right. And again, so it's like, okay, Karen, what is your storyline this season? Like, okay. Um, so then let's just get back to Wendy. And I also just want to pour something out. Uh Giselle never said, because I had to rewatch oh, it. Oh my God. Are we gonna go back here four years ago? Is that no, what you're going No, on? I'm we we will get on that train. Okay, not the midnight train, but we will get on that train four years ago. I just want to make it clear that I did rewatch the episode or I did rewind it. Giselle never said Wendy does not have substance. And so this is another thing that Wendy has. Okay. That was a paraphrase. Okay. And then Wendy is saying, for Giselle to say that I don't have substance, that hurt. Okay. She didn't say that. And I think that it's important for us to like, look, go back and rewind it. She never said that. She never said that. She was giving a comparison. Maybe she didn't say those words. Well, but again, but, but it was. I, I, you know what? I'll give you that. That's fine. Whatever. She, she didn't, didn't say that. And so again, and I fine. feel like Wendy is harping on this. Karen is exacerbating the situation. And here's my other thing, Wendy. You so direct. So this, if that's how you felt, tell her. Mm-hmm. But but no, you running into the you running into the bosoms that've been done already of Karen Huger. She took him out. Okay, but she took him out and got him lifted. So there, well, whatever. Okay, whatever. You just a hater. You're I'm just saying on the ground, but I'm just saying like I just I don't like I I I felt like again normally in these moments of like the grand dame picking somebody up, I would normally like it, but I felt like it 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 had a motive to it. You weren't just picking her up to be like you can cry now, but don't give her that. Like it's like you're giving her ammunition almost, and again almost and again like I said I like my Giselle but I keep it real almost the same ammunition that Giselle was giving Wendy about Karen last year and I just feel like it's just that like I I, I see you Karen I mean look this is the thing we know it's coming to a showdown people are being manipulated and sides are being chosen and lines in the sands are being drawn so I mean clearly there's two camps here and it's Giselle and the Grand Dame um so all aboard you got your ticket to the choo-choo train because we going back four years ago now, okay because I I, I want to hear this I want to hear your I'm opinion I'm just saying though like if we have to time travel is this what we're wasting it on but choo-choo mm, okay 
Choo choo. We are back to Karen's bad wigs and bad makeup. Um, so there was a scene. Four years ago, uh, in which Ray was having a conversation about Giselle, telling Giselle that she needs to settle down and that your looks will fade and that you need to find a man before your looks Everything fade. about this was bad. So okay. Pers- so, right. Was so, bad. and I'm just saying like, and so mind you, Giselle in a spicy confessional was like, baby, you'll be six feet in the ground before this look fade. And Again, I don't feel like that had anything to do with Ray's age. She could have said that about anybody. And for me, it's like, okay, so that's the issue that you want to take on Karen. Uh, but like, do we want to talk about the inappropriateness of your husband having that conversation with Giselle? No, we don't. Cause oh, it was okay. inappropriate. Right. I mean, like, I agree with you. It, it was inappropriate. I, I guess he thought he was giving Ramona. Some- okay. He was Ramona, the other housewife. Ray, Ray didn't oh, turn to Ramona. Oh my God. But it was, it was all bad. He shouldn't have said that. She shouldn't, shouldn't have said what she said. No, she did not specifically wish death on her husband it in was, that clip. It was a metaphor that, baby, my looks are never going anywhere, and you shouldn't be concerned with them. And the fact that, like, you're bringing this up four years later, Karen, it's just giving me, like, girl, it's giving me, La Dame is not selling, and you need to make okay, sure that you Okay, so have- first of all, I want to say that, yes, she did not specifically and literally wish death on Ray, but she's Ramona. Done- on Ramona but she's done other shady like the biggest shadiest thing that I thought she did was, was wearing tax. yeah that now that was yeah. definitely for yeah. sure but it's but let's not act like Karen has not said said like Giselle and Karen do tit for tat like it just it is what it is um and I honestly I really do feel like they are just fighting for the the Nene Leaks spot of this show and I had said this when you weren't here is that like what they need to realize is that like neither of them are the Nene Leaks of this show but together they are I agree with that but uh I don't know if Giselle knows that she's not like that funny Ah, but I, I think Giselle understands her assignment and she okay Giselle understands her assignment on the show let's just be like clear on that despite how messy you might say she is despite whatever girl she keeps the mess rolling correct I think yeah she does that but she's not particularly fashionable <sighs> do we want to talk about the leather brown I don't even know what that is Okay, she's not particularly fashionable. She doesn't have a business. Oh, girl. R.I.P. Um, that she's selling. And like, yeah. So and she doesn't want to put her relationships out. There. No. And so another great point. Um, So I did. I was like, oof, Giselle, girl, you be making it so hard for me to defend you. Then all of a sudden, no housewife of Scala out of nowhere. But again, I, I, <laughs> I do appreciate a Scala for inserting herself because I was like, OK, somebody does need to get Giselle together. Like, well, Giselle, you're asking a lot of questions tonight. Let's ask you some. I was like, oof, child. Like, number one, and again, why I feel like I just feel like that was a Karen minion move. Um, Then she asked about Jamal and I did find it interesting. Now, mind you, I did agree with her point, but I felt like in that moment, like, so basically a scholar asked Giselle, like, well, girl, Mm -hmm. I've heard about this man. 
are you in a relationship? And Giselle's response was, I am not going to talk about it while we have trolls at the table. And so I like, I do, I can respect it only in the sense of like, I'm not talking about nothing. Well, mind you, you know, Jamal made it very clear. Like he ain't like, so I, 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 I do can feel like maybe Jamal was like, don't talk about me on this show. And if that's what the, your baby's daddy has said, well, like, that's you- fine. Just, just say that he don't want to be, he does not want to be a part of the show. And I'm not that, I'm not talking about him on, you know, boom. however, right. I felt like you could have gave something like that, but then to just put it all on, like, Again, I would have probably have done something like that too. Like, well, when Karen's not around, we can talk because I don't want to talk nothing about her. But it's just like, girl, Giselle, like you, like you got to look at the optics, Giselle. Like you look like a, a huge hypocrite. Yes, she does. Oh, that's and- it. That's it. She looks like a huge hypocrite. Like this show is about you sharing your lives and your struggles, and you ain't trying to share no life or no struggle. You ain't got no life. You ain't got no, no. I mean, like what, what? <laughs> not you ain't got no life. Like, I mean, that's the way she's trying to make it seem. So really she just needs to either share or mm, she I mean, needs to share. That's it. I agree. I I just feel like you're not going to say that your relationship was fake. And I do believe that she brought Jamal. I, I do believe. Mm, what you believe that tell me what you believe they were not in a real relationship I don't think so either I do believe first of all I don't ever believe they were in a relationship I believe that like she asked Jamal to come on because mind you he's a mega pastor I felt like they were like oh baby this could be good for the church like you know and we can like you know somewhat rekindle like we have a good friendship like whatever however I feel like maybe in they and um, mm. they Cynthia Bailey's like relationship contract she should have been a, she, she should have been a little more specific and being like, like you may not have any side babies yes you can't have any other open relationships or public that or babies and again another thing that like where again i get like when they show that clip of karen at the reunion and karen is like well your dad said okay and we remember that episode when giselle giselle daddy was not here for jamal and when, yeah, and he was when, like, I ain't putting up with this crap. This and he dumb. had that hot mic on and was dropping all of that tea. Got and, 16 babies. <laughs> yes, Giselle's dad like, was not here for it. Look, he was going off like only a black father can. Okay. okay. Right. Another line of questioning that Giselle had was with Candace. And again, I agree with all of these questions that she had with Candace about like with her husband being the manager. And like, I, again, I felt. And again, you getting all in somebody like that's the thing. Like, it's not sustainable. You can't get all in somebody, everybody else's business and you share none of your own. Right. I, again, I'm I'm not saying that she does not give Karen Wood for her own bonfire. She absolutely does. However, I do feel like in a lot of the situations, Giselle does give like she gives sound advice. Karen says it's tearing them down, but sometimes you have to like. And again, Can- Candace did not disagree, and I'm sure Dorothy would appreciate Ooh, Giselle. I can't, I can't wait for Dorothy to come back. I hope she come back this season. So I I understand what you're saying, but I guess my thing is like. I can't really like I I wouldn't be able to take nothing Giselle says if she's not sharing. No, okay, no, okay, no, you're right. You're right. But here's the thing though. She does share. share. She might share. She does and she But we don't see that. Right. We don't see that. I just feel like again, 
in this situation, she looked like a hypocrite. However, she was trying to be petty to Karen, but I, and I, I think her pettiness blinded her eyes to be like, girl, you're going to look like a huge hypocrite. Her um, pettiness bounced back and hit her in the face. Well, I will That's agree. I'll agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I don't say nothing from that. I agree. Uh, Okay, but, so less on Giselle, and can we move, move move back to Wendy and kind of where this is going for next week? Okay, well, I mean, sure, messy Ashley. Mm. Mm. One thing to get off my people, man. No, messy okay. Ashley. Right. I just Alleged, feel like allegedly. A, Again, so the preview of next week is that Ashley comes as she's invited by Giselle and and uh, Candace did not invite her. Um, and at some point in time, she has a conversation with Wendy and basically says whatever Giselle said uh, about it. And then obviously Wendy is about to like face off with Giselle and I can't wait to see it and again but I already know that it's you know Zen Wen is going to show up and it's, I already know that it's going to give that like she's going to cut Giselle out because I already know in these moments Giselle does not have anything to say but in yeah. the previews it looks like Robin comes to Giselle's, de- Giselle's defense so I'm curious to see that also in the preview it looked like Candace because you know Candace she ready to dig into uh, Ashley's placenta mm. uh, you Not know the placenta. Yes, the placenta. She wants to touch it, smell it, and eat it. She oh. is tells Ashley, why wow. would you bring that type of energy here? And again, another person who understands their assignment is Ashley. Okay. She might have these two mm-hmm. kids, but mm-hmm. Ashley is messy as hell. She's and- like, I'm gonna just drop in here, pump some um milk for the tea that I am going to stir up. So mm-hmm. And Candace asks her and her milk to leave the home. <laughs> That's just rude, first of all. Okay, that is liquid gold. That is life-sustaining sustenance, okay? And she around here making jokes. But I don't know. I think Candace, oh, we did not. First of all, Candace, Candace is doing a music video next time. So not only is she cursing out Ashley and asking her to leave a vacation that she actually was not invited for. No, but no, I mean, it's not her. Candace didn't pay for that, probably. How you know? How you know Dorothy didn't pay for it? Now Dorothy got some cheese, so Dorothy <laughs> might no, let me stop. Dorothy ain't spending that money on that foolishness. Um, but I I don't know. Candace, I, I'm glad that she's working hard. I love to see that. So I, I hope things work out for her. Her video is out. I knew it. I knew you was gonna be all on, up on that video. What it looked like. It's cute. I um mm-hmm. so I mean, it ain't. No, it is. But we talked about the rollout, you know, and I was saying like, oh my God, how much better her rollout is um of this but season. But I just can't help but to think, um Mm-hmm. It, the, the rollouts not make like again so I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because you know before child she didn't release music after the the, the, out, the season was over this this year she released this, like I feel like she's releasing stuff a little premature like is she this re- drive back is that the one yes that- it's drive back am I just a, it's a cute little dance it's a cute little uh you know little some 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 but mind you it's some shade because I think what I had talked to you last time, like it's taken off of iTunes. Oh, what? Huh? Like the like Drive Back isn't available on iTunes currently. Like the only songs that she has are When I See You and also Rest in Peace to Chucky, the producer who produced this masterpiece. 
And we've okay. seen him on The Housewives. He's a mm-hmm. part of Cash Money Records. He was a producer that a lot of people did. Taking over for the 99 in the uh, 2000. He passed away uh, over the oh. last week. So, oh, um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But yeah, so again, my thing is just like, girl, what's going on? Like, uh, at first I said the rollout was was rolling out. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, girl, you released the song. A day, like a week before the episode, like the rollouts aren't making sense. And normally, don't get me wrong, you know, as a housewife and as somebody who actually consumes music from TV shows, I really enjoy it. Um, like the show I was telling you guys about Encore with, you know, Keely from 3OW, the Cherish mm-hmm. Girls, you know, mm-hmm. Wednesday, last Wednesday was the season finale, baby. And literally after the episode ended, baby, the EP was available so i just feel like okay i get it candace you want to like but for somebody who is you know an almanac of listen don't be tardy for the party i fly above all the drama okay listen girl you have to get the listeners invested in the song first, right you gotta strike then with the release Drop. it you are it's a bit premature and then for the video to have come out and then we know that you're shooting two videos so that means we already know another song's coming out it just seems like i don't know if uh, chris is chris jenninger you enough sis like it's like i don't know I don't know because girl, the song ain't even on iTunes no more. Like what happened with that? Was there not clearances? Yeah. Maybe something happened. Oh man. But the video is on YouTube. Oh, you know, I'm watching the video right now. (laughs) That's why maybe I may be a little quiet right now because I got it going in the background. I'm like, who is this guy? She's walking in with, she's married. Girl, it's a video. It can be illusion. Now, my only critique for Candace in the video is because I love Candace. She's cute. It is, but she, the the dancing. She danced a little too hard for me. It's like I don't know. She needs it's, to Mariah Carey it. Like just if, like like she, you know you ain't this you ain't the dancer girl. You just supposed to be on the beat to the you know. But right. So but go to the same side they going to at the same time. I appreciate somebody doing a routine and a dance and and a song like you know. But I do feel like it's like you, you dancing a little too I don't know it's just something 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 there goes Dorothy ah there goes Dorothy in the video okay you know Dorothy was gonna be up on there let's not talk about the work Dorothy got done but anyway but anyway if Candace is a sweet potato pie Mm-hmm. the rationale like the sugar and the cinnamon and the vanilla something just ain't mixed right yeah so I don't know if it's like I don't know cause Chris Jenner had her girls working so no, I don't know I- like, yeah. like, I don't know what it is. And I have no idea. That's not my forte. But like, I feel like she has all the right ingredients. But I don't know. It's just not being mixed right. To go Correct. back to your recipe metaphor. It's not. I, at first, I thought the rollout was rolling out right. Because last time the rollout was so wrong. But now we're realizing that the rollout is a little premature. Like, I feel like. You know what? I wish her all the blowing up best. Oh, so do I. And mind you, I'm a supporter. You know, and mind you, I'm only giving Kurt, like, again, and this is prime example of how I say I'm like Giselle. You see, like, these questionings that I'm asking, but at the end of the day, I support. Child, I didn't, I did not stream her other songs. I bought them singles. Like, I, like, I love. Look, I'm this- all about supporting black women in business. I got my, um, uh, hat. I got Robin hat. Okay. I, I got the musk on now. Correct. We got the little dome, you know, so we are here to support. I, I, so I hope she makes it and I hope I can support her. Okay. But let's I mean, just... I watched the video, so uh, click 
you. Let me click it. Like Ooh. it. Yeah, you got to like go. it, girl. You can't just watch it, but okay. I know. I like oh, okay. it. I just want to get this on record like you support because if I, I can go back about 10 episodes uh, and uh, but anyway, I okay, listen. Anyway. Clicking click click thumbs up is free. Come on. I can at least do that. Okay, John. Okay. That was a poignant statement. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But yes, I am. Um, yes, I was really excited to talk this week's Real Housewife of Potomac. And again, why I love talking about it so much, especially with you, is because, like, again, I take the ladies out of it. I put like real live situations. I put like, you know, and so I know we are going to have such a stark, uh, of. Well, opinions. yes, I I agree. I love coming on the podcast and discussing Real Housewives of Potomac. It is my favorite Real Housewives show, favorite show on Bravo. Um, and I'm glad that I can be on to tell you how you're wrong and I'm right. Oh. Um, and Purple Pants Posse, I think you should tell us what you think about the Real Housewives of Potomac. So are you all about Zen Win? Mm. Are you waiting with bated breath to hear Candace's second single? Oh. Mm. What do you think about Ascali? Yes. Yeah, let me know. Let me know if you think she's a little too much. Or let me know if you feel like they're, we're, we're missing a chunk of her because they're cutting that chunk out because they put that chunk in for Mia. Mm. And also... Let's talk about Mia and maybe we can guess what kind of products she's going to come, come out with. So hold on, yeah. wait. Let me just check her Instagram now because mind you, we are recording Sunday night. Let me see if she has dropped a product. Let me see too. How or where she at? Miss Mia Thorne has a product dropped. Um, sending virtual kisses to you. Oh, so mind you, she's coined the hashtag bosses because you know, like that was the the shot glasses. The shot glasses was yes. Let I take a them. shot. They are very I'm a, cute, okay. actually. And then mind you, but go to the candles, honey. Go to the can. Oh, oh, so mind you, then she also had oh child. I didn't miss the product. Too. The makeup. The rude. Makeup? When they call her rude, okay. So then she put a rude collection because a scala in her. Because her and Escala was going back and forth on Twitter, okay? Escala said on Twitter, let's not confuse direct with rude. That I'm was not going to lie, rude. that makeup was popping. Though. Like the okay. palette, the palette is cute, isn't it? Ulta or so, Sephora? Listen, then Wendy, not Wendy, then Mia said, nice try, quotation mark, friend. You were driving on the wrong side. I don't get, wait, what? I didn't get to where I am today from being delusional, hashtag delusional. Next season, roll with the real bosses. Maybe you'll get some screen time. No shade. Oh. Okay, listen, I'm here wow. for Miss Mia's online antics, okay? So then we, we got the candles. Oh, and I just want to make sure I read the real sense of the candles to you guys. Um, cause, <laughs> okay. I love the candles. What is, don't F with me, okay? The other one is karma is a bitch, okay? Listen, and you could get, they on sale. So I ain't mad at Miss Mia, but I do feel like, okay, girl, Let's. How about you just continue to promote these products that you have out? Like no more for the season because it, then it feels like gimmicky. Like you know, it, it, I say, girl, do it. Oh, do child, what you want to do. Okay. What else you got, child? Karen. What else go, you got? Here go, Karen. Okay, go ahead, Karen. Don't dim your light, girl. What okay, else you got? okay. You want some? You coming out with some shoes? Come out with some shoes. Look, I, I, I think the fact that she can. Um, do this is amazing. No, I I love, I love it. I again, I love it, but I just don't like don't like 
I don't know what's the word I want to say. Not do like, do it, girl. Child. That's don't that's don't mine. don't oversaturate the system. That's all I'm saying. Saturate it. Saturate it. Make it wet. Make it moist. Oh, child, not more <laughs> moist, moist like drown, a placenta, girl, honey. Okay. Yes, drown them in your bossedness, girl. That's what I say. So I can't wait. Multi clinic franchise owner. All right. So okay. I, I can't wait. I love it. I am here for it. I always find something that I can relate to in the real housewives of Potomac and also something that makes me chuckle. So thank you so much, Bryce. And you know, I love you. I'm so glad to be back. Yes. Thank you so much. I were glad to have you back. Um, I guess we will chat in two weeks. Okay. Which we, we have a lot to talk about. It's yeah. Tell Bianca to put a um, mm. meeting on my calendar, please. Got ya. Thanks. Just yeah. We'll have Bryce get back to you. Talk to you later. Purple Pants Posse. Bianca out. Bye. <sighs> And we're back from halftime. The 76ers are up 32 down. Okay, listen, let me start even. Okay, listen. Y'all thought, y'all thought y'all was at an NBA game. Well, listen, guys, this is the debut of Purple Pants Play by Play. I have been getting educated and schooled by a number of my friends. I want to give a huge shout out to the boy, Joey Hatch. Okay. To my friend, Sarah Guella. Okay. And the countless other people that I seek counsel for because I've really been getting into the NBA, the NFL. Okay. <laughs> you, you like, oh yeah, you really get into the NFL. You can't even say it. Don't do me. But honestly, I have been getting more into sports. Now, mind you, I ain't going to say I'm a sports diehard fan i i'm not going to give that to y'all but over the years i will say that i've been getting more into sports as a child i was the youngest of four brothers so i was like forced to watch sports you know as a young lad i was a soccer star myself but more recently, you know, last year, since LaMelo Ball got drafted to the Charlotte Hornets, I've really been following LaMelo Ball's career. I've been cheering for him. I wanted him to get rookie of the year. He got rookie of the year. So I've been so excited. So I the draft came. OK, and I happened to don't ask me how, why or what. But I did record the draft and I was like going through my DVR and I was like, why the hell is the draft? Anyway, I watched it. And baby, I mean, I don't know if it was the sports team or listen, the Zetties that got drafted, but baby boy was all in. And so since then, I've been like, I have drafted some players to the Purple Pants, okay, on the Purple Pants draft list list excuse me can't even talk um and so one of my draft players is Jalen Green okay he got drafted to the Houston Rockets now this has sparked my interest because I think when I went to Atlanta with a uh, shout out to Wendell and shout out to Joey I had a lot of questions about the draft and things of that nature and then I heard this thing called the Summer League now why ain't nobody tell me about the Summer League okay so I had to then do my 
own research, had to ask Joey and Wendell a million questions. So listen, I'm just bringing this news to the the Purple Pants Posse and listen, so you might already know it, but I just, as I'm educating myself, I'm educate y'all. And through this new segment, I'm going to have other people come on and listen, we're going to go back and forth. Don't think that there's going to be some regular sport. Listen, I'm, I'm here for the Zatchies, okay? Uh, but I'm also here to learn about the sports craft okay and listen purple pants play by play is going to touch everything any type of sport listen we're going to talk about it so we'll see how it goes let me know what you think and please i know y'all love to educate me out there if i'm saying something wrong if listen y'all know tweet me dm me get me together however like i was saying Jalen green He's in the summer league. He's in the uh the Houston Rockets summer league. And I'm like, well, what the hell is the summer league? Is this summer camp? Okay. Is this summer school? And so what I have learned is that the summer league is built up of newly draft players, first and second year drafters, and overseas players that the teams want to kind of give a showcase for them to play professionally. So basically it's like, you know, you might've got drafted to the team, but you ain't really got to play or, you know, you didn't get drafted at all. You went overseas um, and, or you might just be a newly drafted person and they want to see actually what you could do on a professional level. So they put this thing called together called the summer league and each team and the NBA has a summer league. They put people together. And essentially, it's, it's literally for you to showcase yourself how you going to do. And so, first of all, where we get the tickets for the summer league? Because, listen, NBA, I, listen, y'all know I'm on the road to a better price. And I'm trying to lock me down a husband. It just seemed like the summer league is where I need to be at. Okay? So, anybody know about these summer league tickets, let me know. So, <laughs> listen i'm serious though like i again i feel like i'm i'm here for the summer league now i'm asking like so what's the point of the summer league so you know i have to call my friend joey hatch and joey's like you know if you do well you'll get drafted they might put you on the team not even through like the draft because some people are already drafted to the team uh but there are other people that have played overseas and they might offer you a position on the team. So I asked Joey, I said, well, on the team team? And then Joey said, no, the G League. Child, the G League? What's the G League? Okay? It, listen, I don't know. I, why ain't nobody ever tell me all this stuff before, okay? I'm just like, the Summer League, the G League, what's next? But anyway, whew, the NBA G League is the NBA's official minor league. Preparing players, coaches, officials, trainers, and front office staff for the NBA while acting as the research and developmental laboratory. Listen, how do I get past this to the laboratory? Okay. How do I become a lab rat for the G League? Okay. Listen, why has no one ever told me about the G League? I need to know answers. Better yet, how can I become, how can, how can I be the front office staff for the G League? I need to know these things. Okay, so the G League leads me to a very interesting story because, listen, y'all know I am Team Ball Brothers. Okay, no, wait, no, wait. <laughs> Let me just clear that statement up. Okay, I am Team LeVar Ball's son. Y'all know I love me a Zoe, but y'all know I live for a mellow. Okay, however, my heart goes out to the middle brother, Jello. I'm sure some of you asking, well, why why your heart go out for Jello? So we know anyone that knows me knows I used to love the the Ball family. They had a 
reality show on Facebook. Don't judge me. I think I told y'all this before when I used to be at work, baby. I used to tune in to the Ball family on Facebook. And I really love the dynamics of, again, I said, LeVar, I love the fact that he just spoke praises of his black sons. We don't always get to see this imagery of a black father, like just in their children's life. And so I really love that. And that, you know, LeVar predicted that all three of his kids were going to be in the NBA. And so we saw it with Zoe. And like, you know, I remember when Zoe got drafted because listen, that I think they were still uh, filming the show. And we even got to see that on the show because I remember LaMelo and Jello were there. However, so next in line was supposed to be Jello, Jello and then Mello. So Jello went on to UCLA. He was playing in UCLA. And while they were like, I guess at some training camp or something, they went over to China. And while they were in China, Jello got caught up with the government and the law. He was stealing like some Fendi glasses and they like arrested him and they were holding him. And so it really became like a whole like national security type of situation where like, you know, the consulate had to get involved and they had to, you know, they had to talk to the governors, you know, all of that stuff to get him released and to come home. UCLA was not happy with that and for his punishment they basically like put him on the bench. LeVar Ball was not having that so LeVar LeVar pulled him from UCLA and he sent him to a basketball club in Lithuania. He him and Mello went so boom, they over there in Lithuania playing. And then, you know, they like, OK, listen, we're going to come back. And it was draft season for LaMelo and LaMelo did not get drafted. So it was kind of like somewhat of a sad story for LaMelo. However, in 2019, he was put on the G League for the Oklahoma City, uh, the Oklahoma City Blue. That's their G League. He was put on there, he signed a deal with their G League. And, you know, hopefully we like, yes, we about to see. Jello ball. However, due to the pandemic, the cancellation of the season. Um, so however, December 2nd, 2020, Jello was signed to the training camps by the Detroit Pistons. Okay. So we like, yes. At this point, LaMelo had already been in the league. And so now we're like, yes, all three ball brothers is about to be in the league. And you know, we all, I'm screaming. I'm like, yes. Um, and then child. So that was December 2nd. Shortly after that, he was dropped. And so for me, I could just only imagine, uh, Jello being the middle brother to see your older brother get in the league and be successful then to see your younger brother get into the league and make rookie of the year. And you're just still really kind of left in limbo now and talking with Wendell and Joey and even Joe Minna. Okay. Shout out to Joe Minna. Who's another contributor to me. Um, they all really say it had to do with that China situation. Um, a lot of the teams did not like the fact that he was like still in China and they just didn't like that bad press. So that really kind of that everyone has told me that really kind of messed things up for Joe which I was I didn't realize that weighed so heavily on him and mind you he was a child you know child do silly you know stupid stuff and so I can only imagine the weight that he must be having um however due to gel not jello mellow doing so well currently right now jello is in the summer league okay for the charlotte hornets yes and listen 
when and the Charlotte Hornets is that's where Mello at. So I will assume that Mello finessed some type of way to get him on this team. Now, again, when I'm talking to Wendell and Joey, I'm like, is this kind of sort of like a handout? Because I'm like, I don't want Jello to have to feel like I only got this because of my little brother. And both Wendell and Joey told me, like, listen, this is the NBA. You get in how you fit in, whether it's your brother, your cousin, whether your aunt is in the G League working in the front office, you get in however you get your foot in the door and you show out. Okay, so after they told me that, I said, okay, I'm not going to even have that pity story for him. And when I tell you Jello is in the summer league showing out, he's showing out. Okay, he got Zoe and Melo showing up to the game. He's got LeVar and they mom showing up to the game. And I am just really, really hoping the best for Jello. Um, He's doing well. So hopefully Charlotte will offer him a contract. He might get put on the G League. He might get put on the regular team. I don't know. But you know here at Purple Pants Play by Play we are going to be following very closely the Ball Brothers because you know I live for a mellow and to have both Ball Brothers on a team at the same time. Like you know the NBA is all about the optics. They all about getting people in them seats. They all about people watching and we would definitely be here for the Ball Brothers. You know I would be here. Okay listen you know I'm here for Ball. Listen I, Bryce don't do that. Just not no, don't don't do that. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, okay? Just know I'm here for the Ball Brothers. And listen, that is going to be our first Purple Pants play-by-play. Listen, bear with me, okay? As we figure this on out, okay, I'm going to have other people on. We're going to talk more, and you know, but I just want to wet my whistle, okay? And if you see me in a G League game, okay, <laughs> taking my shirt off and waving it around my head, don't judge me. That's my business. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week, baby. Now, this week's Freak of the Week may come to you as a surprise. But this week's Freak of the Week is none other than Jamie Spears. Yes, the daddy to Britney Spears, okay? You know, I've been following this Britney Spears and this conservatorship very closely. So, you know, I wanted to report back to the posse what it looks like, okay? And this is according to TMZ that documents were filed by Jamie's attorney. Okay. And even, okay, listen, first of all, they're going to put a little shade. The attorney said, even as Mr. Spears is the unremitted target of unjustified attacks. Okay, he does not believe that a public battle with his daughter over his continual service as her conservator would be in her best interest. First of all, Jamie, the the tax is warranted, okay? Because you're out here stealing money and you're being shady, okay? And now that Britney is finally speaking up, and again, shout out to the free Britney movement because I really do feel like none of this stuff would be possible if it wasn't for Britney Spears fans. So listen, shout out to the Britney Spears fans out there. 
So Britney Spears' daddy's lawyer said, you know, even though he feels like, you know, he is the target of these unjust attacks, he does not feel it would be um, in her best interest for this public battle. So even though he must contest his unjustified petition for his removal, Mr. Spears tends to work with the court and his daughter's new attorney to prepare for an orderly transition to a new conservator. And so this is great news because we know Brittany has been speaking out and she, again, has not been speaking out saying, I want the conservative shit. <laughs> Y'all know what I meant to say. Conservatorship to end. She want her daddy taken off of it and she wants to like somebody that is not related to her on it. So this is a huge win for Brittany in her battle to her freedom. Um, it doesn't mean that she's necessarily going to be free because listen, the conservatorship, conservatorship is still going to be in play but her daddy ain't going to be in control and that is great news for Brittany and her camp after they get the new conservator. I hope that maybe even soon it's it, it, we get rid of it. Now, mind you, I'm going to just keep it all the way real with y'all Purple Pants Posse because you know I do. Uh, recently, you know, Britney been more active on her social media while dancing and baby, the other like last week or something, she posted this video, which was, I'll just say eye raising for me. Um, she was talking about her uh, getting a new iPad and I'll just say, I'll say this. Anybody that saw the video, y'all know what I'm talking about. It just was like, uh, just eye raising for me in the sense of it really does hearing all of these reports and hearing all of the things that she's going through, the, the forced medication that she's on. We know that some of the medication that she's on can literally change your cognitive ability. Um, and just watching that video of her talking about the iPad really just kind of like, just, uh, just made me think like, is she all there? Like, it, what's going on? That's like, and again, if any of y'all seen the, the video, let me know what you think. Uh, but Brittany has said she wants her father out. Jamie has started the petition to get on out. So oh, what's that ludicrous song? Uh, Move. Get out the way. Get out. Okay, listen. Give Britney what she wants. So this is good news for the Britney camp. I'm excited. We know that in the past, Jamie ain't been unwilling to budge. But again, shout out to her fans, to the public support that has come out. The daddy feel moved that he got to move. So move. Get out the way. And if Jamie Spears is the freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I also just want to say thank you so much for all of the love that I got on last week's episode. It's the anniversary 2.0. Y'all really had baby boy in his feelings. I write all of the messages. If I was not able to comment back, I do apologize, but I got all the messages, all the emails just in celebration and giving your baby boy his flowers I truly receive it and I just thank you guys so much if you haven't listened to that episode already okay get your tissues ready because it's a tearjerker or some of those points but I I am so happy to be here and I, I just wanted to say thank you so much if you have not already please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast we are on Apple Podcasts Spotify Podcasts wherever it is that you get your podcast from you know my Uncle Pookie 
over there in West Philly is selling a subscription out the trunk of his car so you can get it from him. Make sure you write a review. Give your baby boy some five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a cousin that Issa, Issa, Issa. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.